Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. This is truly the first episode of 2024. I know if you hadn't listened to the college football playoff preview show that I released uh, the day before the last show, so the 28th of 2023. So this is actually the first live show of 2024. So for those that are new, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke. And we got a lot to get to. And only a half hour to do it. So let's go ahead, get to the usuals. In fact, we're going to mix the football. We're going to merge the football stuff today. Because last night and then the, you know, New Year's Eve debacle with the Bucks, I can save the audit report for the... Actually, here's what I'm going to do for the show. Because I'm rambling on about nothing. Um... I'm going to go ahead, give you guys the picks for tonight, and then I'll just dr- dive into the audit report, which is the best and worst of NFL Week 17. I already hinted at the worst. In fact, the Bucks are honorable mention at number 11. That's just because they had a bad game and nothing went right. And Baker had three turnovers for the, or three interceptions for the first time this season. It just wasn't pretty. Congratulations to the Saints. Y'all actually did play much, much better. In fact, that's what I was worried about heading into the matchup on Sunday. So, congratulations, Saints fans. You deserve that who day chant or who dat chant. Yeah, congrats. Got it. With that scenario, the NFC South switches to now the Bucks just need to win. If they lose, they're going to be out. And if they're out, there's at least a positive to this, and it's that maybe it'll make the Bucks have to go for probably the best quarterback in the draft, and I'm not talking about Drake May, I'm not talking about Caleb Williams, I'm not even talking about Bo Nix, who went off and finished it out yesterday in the Fiesta Bowl against Liberty, but I'm talking about the last guy you saw in Michael Penix Jr., The second guy to throw for, what, 400 yards and two touchdowns and a CFP. The other guy was Joe Burrow. You know, a CFP semifinal. Congratulations to Michael Penix. Washington almost blew that, by the way. That was terrible. Terrible. You know, last minute and, was it, last 62 seconds or last minute and last 80 seconds or so? Terrible, 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 but you do have your national championship. I know I'm going off my own schedule here, but at this point, for some of you that are new, sometimes I stick to a structure. In fact, that's all the games list actually is. The games list and the auto report are the actual structure. The rest of it is just me riffing at this point and plenty to riff off of because, oh, and by the way, congratulations to Georgia for finally putting it to rest that Florida State did not deserve to be there. I get it. Florida State had tons of first-round picks on that team that opted out, you know, and I've said it since even before I started this show. I despise, I despise players who opt out, you know, to save their draft prospects. I think, what, Christian McCaffrey was the first one to do it. And I get it. The coaches do it too. You know, they 
They go, they leave, say, peace out, look at what happened to Jonathan Smith in Oregon State. I get it. But, yo, <laughs> since we're going to play this game now of, okay, all the best players opt out now, now we have to judge on how good a team actually is, at, you know, how good a team is as far as depth goes. And as you saw on Saturday night before the Cowboy game, by the way, Lions fans, you didn't quite get screwed. You just confused the ref. Like, you confused the ref. That's all that was. You didn't get robbed at all. In fact, Lions fans, when you go into the audit report, and I'm going to jump to that here right now, because again, I'm riffing at this point. Um, Lions fans, you're still at number five. Relax. You got San Francisco at one, Baltimore at two, Dallas at three, Detroit at four, and Philly at five. After the beatdown Miami suffered, they're all the way to seven. Actually, they're all the way back down to eight. You know, Philly's at five, Kansas City's at six, even though they won and locked up their eighth straight division title. Uh, it still doesn't look right for my Super Bowl pick to finally actually make sense. But as far as the auto report, and I'll jump back to gloating about Florida State getting their butt whooped here in a second. But, you know, I'm jumping from Saturday to Monday and all the way around here. But it all connects back. To what this to what boiled down last night with Michael Penix. Because here we go with the top five again, just to reiterate. Niners one, Ravens two. I'm sorry, after the beatdown they gave Miami, they are now in the top two. I know they beat San Francisco, but I do not think if they were to meet each other in the Super Bowl, it would not be that much of a blowout on Super Sunday. I I don't think it's gonna happen that way. If they end up playing on February 11th. I I don't think so. So San Francisco at 1. Baltimore at 2. Uh, Detroit. Actually Dallas at 3. Although that would be barely. Detroit at 4. Philly at 5. And they are sliding fast. Look Eagles fans. If you're losing to the Cardinals. And you're letting that team hang around. Hang around to where. They have confidence to win. Yeah, you're you're not you're not looking almighty and potent here. You're really not. And I would think I don't care who wins the NFC South. Personally, I hope it's the team over my left shoulder here. If you're watching on Rumble, you know the team I'm talking about. I'm wearing the shirt right now. But whoever wins the NFC South I don't care who wins that division, but Philly, you're in trouble. I I don't think your playoff your playoff run's gonna last very long. So Philly's at five, but barely. Kansas City's at six. Miami is at set. Actually, Miami's at eight. Buffalo's at seven. Miami at eight. The Rams are at nine. They barely. Speaking of team, speaking of the hottest team in football, they barely got out of New York. Alive. But the Rams are still at 9. 
And then the top 10, believe it or not, and I said this at the beginning of the show, I said this at the beginning of the rant, but the Saints fans, y'all earned that. And that's the team I knew could win that division. They just waited too long to catch up. And I love the Bucks. and maybe, actually not maybe, they will end up winning the division because Carolina's got two wins. Okay, we've already beaten Carolina once. Shaq Barrett was not playing. Carlton Davis was not playing. I don't get it. You need all your guys to be playing. Baker Mayfield took shots to the ribs. Who knows if he'll actually be at a hunt. I don't think he'll be at 100% when you get to Carolina. But believe it or not, the Saints are playing how they were supposed to all year long. And this is my professional opinion, not my fanboy opinion. The Saints are finally playing how they should have been all year long. So, congratulations, you're back in the top 10. Actually, you're in the top 10 ahead of Atlanta, ahead of Tampa. So, I'm putting my rose-colored glasses off for a second and telling you that's the top 10 just based off what I'm seeing heading into the final week of the regular season. Again, your top 10 is as follows. San Francisco 1, Baltimore 2, Dallas 3, Detroit 4, Philly at 5, Kansas City at 6, Buffalo at 7, Miami at 8, LA, the Rams at 9, and New Orleans at 10, with honorable honorable mention being the Browns. Actually, not the Browns, the Bucks. I would put the Browns in the top 10, but eventually, eventually this magic carpet ride with Joe Flacco will die. Eventually it will, and it's a wonderful story, but eventually it's going to die. So I'm sorry, Cleveland Browns fans, if I haven't put you in the top 10 much, but that's because it's just... I get it, your defense is legit, and I would not be surprised if your defense can get you to an AFC title game, maybe even upset Baltimore, because you did beat the Browns in Baltimore once this year. Congratulations, you did. And I get it, I dig. I dig the Browns, I like that defense. But eventually that magic carpet ride will end with the offense, and it's going to fall flat on their face, if not in the wild card rounds, It'll be in the divisional round. So sorry, Browns fans. It's just not going to happen. Now, how does this all connect back to the playoff games? Because we're getting right to Michael Panics here. Bucks fans, I know none of you are going to like saying this. Or none of you are going to like me saying this at all. But that's our quarterback of the future. It should be. I, I Did you see any of it? And by the way, for... Going back to Florida State, um, if we're going to play this game of people opting out, I know I'm back to the college football segment again. If we're going back to, if we're just going to have good players opt out, then it's on the coaches to get these guys to play, and it's on them to recruit it so you have depth at every position so in case because next year or actually in 11 months from now we are going to be in a 12 team playoff the first round games will be on january 20th and 21st or not january december 20th and 21st of this year so we've got 11 months to see how this story plays out with the 12 team playoff 
But if we're going to play this game of opting out, all the best players opting out to save their draft stock, then it's on you to make sure the guys that are playing can actually play well. Because that, those two games you saw last night, albeit the third quarter in the Rose Bowl was not pretty, it turned out to be a very great ending in both games. Although I argued at the beginning of this rant that Washington dang near almost blew it. And they had a little bit of bad luck with Dylan Johnson in his foot or his ankle or whatever injury it is. But <laughs> it's those were great games. It actually validated why the committee made the right decision. Because I guarantee you, if Florida State would have played either Michigan or Washington, which is who they would have had to do if we actually followed the plan, one of those games would have been a blowout and none of you would have been watching, just like most of you were not watching the Orange Bowl by the third quarter. There is, this is just validation. And then back to Michael Penix for a second. Bucks fans, again, to finish off my rant for the final time before I do the picks. Let me see. Yeah, I have time for this. Michael Penix is the quarterback of the future for the Bucks. I, I know Baker has played well. He's played great. But he will be the top pick in the draft. You can give me Drake May. You can give me Bo Nix. By the way, I'm, I'm still not sold on Bo Nix, although he's played well. I... As a pro prospect, the only one of those, or maybe two of those dudes, I would think, are pro prospects, are the two you saw in the Sugar Bowl. Not joking. At all. In fact, Michael Penix, if he is the, if the Bears do take him, or whoever wants that number one pick because, you know, the Bears could trade that away like they did a year ago. Whoever gets Michael Penix, you're going to be a Super Bowl contender, especially if you get the receivers that he has in Washington. I'm not saying you get Rome Dunes and all that, but if you can build with a huge wide receiving core around Michael Penix, that team will be an automatic contender. No ifs, no ands, and no buts. After what you guys saw, that dude should be for real. I know I've said it all year. I've said it during the Heisman Trace. I said it during the Pac-12 title game episode. But it's true. And I would not be surprised if Washington wins this game. I know Michigan's favored by four points already, according to ESPN bet, but... And it's not even close. Washington will win this game. I know Michigan got six sacks on Milrow, but five of those were in the first half. And they only got one in the second half. And that offense, if you shut down Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy, a little iffy as far as a thrower. A little bit. A little bit iffy as far as a passer. I mean, he made two great plays late in the fourth and in overtime. Actually, they didn't even ask a J.J. to throw. They just gave it to Blake Corman. Blake Corman made a brilliant run to the end zone. But as far as J.J. McCarthy, if you just lock up on his receivers, uh, 
as y'all saw in that third quarter yesterday, that offense was shut down. And I do think Washington can do it. Shut it down quick. In fact, I'm going to take it now. Now, who knows? Maybe the line will change in a week. But, you know, it'll change six days from now. But I am taking the Huskies plus whatever the point total will be heading into Monday. And then I'll just announce that pick officially on Monday's episode. But with that, speaking of picks, how much time do I left? Yeah, I have uh, nine minutes. Let's or thirteen minutes. Let's go ahead and get you guys rolling with the picks for today, and then I'm out of here for today. I'll be back for headline Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, I'm gonna do two back-to-back headline days because who knows? Maybe there'll be some breaking news around along the way for Thursday that I gotta follow up on. But otherwise, and then Prediction Friday makes its first appearance of the new year. But for today, let's wrap up the show with the picks. Uh, let's start in the NHL first. And by the way, nice uh, winter classic game between Vegas and Seattle. First shutout game in the history of the winter classic. So congratulations to Seattle. It's actually a T-Mobile Park actually looked good with the ice rink, so not bad. Anyway, let's go ahead and give you guys the picks. Go with, again, the odds for all these picks courtesy of ESPN Bet. So go with the Avs at home over the Islanders, minus 190 on the money line. Go with the Oilers, minus 190 over the Flyers. And... Go with the Maple Leafs on the road, plus 130 over the Kings. In fact, as far as the underdog score, let's go 3-1 to one Maple Leafs in L.A. tonight. So take the Maple Leafs, take the Oilers, and take the Avs. Those are your picks tonight in the NBA. Or not the NBA, the NHL. Let's get to the NBA. Take the Warriors minus three and a half over Orlando. Take the Sixers minus nine and a half over the Bulls. And let's go Sacramento minus 15 and a half over the Hornets. So take the Kings, take the Bull, uh, take the Kings, take the Sixers, and take the Warriors. Those are your winners tonight in the NBA. And then. For college basketball, again, college basketball fans, just as a reminder, only top 25 picks, unless you leave it in the comments section, either on Rumble or any of the social media platforms. Uh, with that, UConn is beating DePaul 28-13. That game's already underway. Purdue beating Maryland 10-4. That game's underway as well. I'm going to hold on with UConn. I'm going to hold on with Purdue. Uh, Tennessee beating Norfolk State 10 to 5. Uh, North Carolina losing to Pitt right now 4 nothing. FAU losing to East Carolina 7 to 5, but I'm going to go with the home teams. Actually, I'm going to go with the road team North Carolina over Pitt. Oops, sorry. I'm going to go with North Carolina over Pitt. 
I'm going to go FAU over East Carolina, and I'm going to go Wisconsin over Iowa. So of the games that have not been played, take Baylor minus 16.5. Take Duke minus 14.5. Take Auburn minus 21.5. And, and take Colorado State minus 3.5 over the Lobos of New Mexico. So those are your picks. With that, I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Yorkey. Peace out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well, or anywhere else you got this podcast. You can also watch this show exclusively on Rumble, either by downloading the Rumble app in the Google Play or Apple App Store, or go to rumble.com on your desktop computer and search for the username ADGERKE. That's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have all 637 episodes of this lovely show. Don't forget to like, comment, and share so we can sneak up the Rumble algorithms. And speaking of algorithms, you can follow this show on social media through the Facebook page, which is the Austin's Audit Podcast, the Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast, the... For post-episode interaction, you got to follow me personally on X at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke on X. And for non-show-related content, follow my Facebook page at Austin Spamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. With that, I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke, and I will see you guys tomorrow.